0: Good morning, welcome to LifeSpring Online. We're, we're so happy that you guys have joined us today. We realize that this past week, uh, for many of you, maybe it was difficult, whether it's financial struggles, maybe relational issues with everyone in the same house. Uh, whatever it is, we just want you to know we are for you, we love you, we're praying for you. Please don't hesitate to reach out. We want to partner with you as we continue to walk through this uncertain time. Today is going to be a really good day. Uh, we're going to pray together. We're going to worship the Lord together. We're going to dive into the word of God together. We will leave here encouraged by the spirit of God. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Would you bow your heads and let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this moment. We thank you that we are with you, that your spirit is here. We have come to worship you, to praise you, to to bring glory to your name. We thank you that you are close to us, even now through all the hardships the trials the difficulties lord you are close to us you are an ever-present help in our time of trouble thank you jesus for who you are we worship you the name above all names the king of kings the lord of lords it's in your name that we pray amen
1: well good morning life spring happy sunday uh we're so excited that you're able to join us this weekend and and just to encourage you uh, it has been so awesome seeing all the comments and uh, just the sharing of our services online. And I just hope that you would continue to do that. And we would just invite you to come and worship with us this morning. Come let us worship our King. Oh, come let us bow at His feet. He has done great things, oh see what a Savior has done, oh see how our love overcomes. He has done great things, oh He has done great Done great things. We dance in Your freedom, awakened alive. Oh Jesus, our Savior, Your name lifted high. Oh God, You have done great things. Yeah. You've been faithful. You've been faithful through every storm be faithful. have been great.
2: spring and friends God has done great things and he's continuing to do great things right now I'm glad you've joined us and I think you should go ahead and take out your phones right now and text or call a friend and tell them to join us as well also if you're on Facebook watching you can do a watch party or you can even share the link so go ahead and do that friends involved and enjoy the service Also, I'd like to announce that starting this evening at 6 o'clock, we have next-level class starting. For those of you who are new, you probably don't know what that means, so I'm going to tell you. Next-level classes are classes that we offer quarterly, and the one that we have is a story on Jonah. And Pete Wilmot will be the teacher of that. You can join by going to LifespringFS.com and go into the events and clicking on that get signed up and they'll send you some information and reach out to you so you can join that class starts tonight at 6 p.m. since we can't give our tithes and offering in person there are ways that you're able to still do that you can text to give you can give online or you can mail in your check so thank you for your generosity and for sowing into the kingdom of god And now we're going to go back into worship. So go ahead and join us in your homes and sing along.
3: Let the king of my heart be the mountain where I run. You are good good oh you are good good oh you are good good oh. let the key Bye. Where would I run But to the throne of mercy Where would I kneel But at this cross of grace How great the love how Strong the hand that holds us Beautiful so beautiful so happy, so happy. To lift you high Jesus. you hide Jesus
4: How great thou art How great thou art Then sings my soul My Savior God to How great thou art How great thou art Then sings my soul
5: Morning guys, I'm glad you're here with us today. Leilani, thank you so much for joining me today. Are you excited to be here? Yes. Yes, it's going to be fun, huh? Mm -hmm. All right, well we just had Easter. How was that? Was it fun? Yeah. I loved it, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. Well, we're going to talk today about brushing your teeth. Now you might be surprised by that, but I promise you it's going to be uh, biblical. We'll get there, okay? So Leilani, why do we brush our teeth?
6: So we don't get cavities.
5: That's right. So we don't get cavities. We, we, we got to stay healthy, right? And how often do we brush our teeth? Every day. Every day. Good answer. Love it. And do you need to be reminded to brush your teeth? Yes. Yeah, that's true. And I'm, thank you so much for your honesty. Yeah, at home, if you, you kids need to be reminded to brush your teeth, that's perfectly all right. Um, but now I, I have a tube of toothpaste here, okay? Um, and I would like you to squeeze out all of this toothpaste, as much as you can anyway, onto this plate. Think you can do that? Mm-hmm. All right, let's see you do it. Well, oh, careful, it's open. So you want to do it over the plate. Oh, you're going from the backside, there you go. Okay, I think that's good, that's good. All right, let's show our friends at home what it looks like, yeah, there it is. We got lots of toothpaste looks disgusting um it smells very minty up here as well doesn't it all right now here's the challenge now i would like you to put all of this toothpaste back into the tube <gasps> yep i want you to do it put it all back in you made a mess you got to clean it up Think you know oh you're going to try this straw Yep, we got a straw we also have toothpaste oh you're gonna do it like that okay i think that's gonna work I don't think so. All right, try the toothpick. Maybe the toothpick will work better. Ooh, I don't know. Let's try the butter knife. Okay. I have it. No idea. Yeah. Oh, you have? Okay. At home, I want you kids to think about if there's a better way for Leilani to clean up this toothpaste and put it back in the tube. I'd like to hear about that. Oh my goodness, you're making a mess. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know the saying, what goes up must come down, but I also believe in the saying, what comes out of the tube of toothpaste is going to be impossible to put back in, don't you think? I think it's a challenge, huh? Well, let's set that aside for just a second, okay? Now I want, and our words, our words can be like toothpaste. Uh, when they leave us, when we say these words, it's Hard to put back, and it's hard to take back these words. I want everyone to say, and I want you at home to say it with me, and I want Leilani to say it with me. We're all going to say together the word anger. Okay, one, two, three, anger. Now, take that word back. Can you do it? No. No. Why not?
6: It's impossible. It's impossible.
5: That's right. Um, <laughs> Trying as difficult as it is to take this toothpaste and put it back in the tube. It's even harder to take our words back after we have said our words. All right. We've probably heard the the saying before, and as kids, we've all heard this, that sticks and stones may break my bones, but...
6: Words can never hurt
5: me. That's right. Words can never hurt me. That just isn't so, is it? I don't believe uh, that that's true. Do you? Sometimes words hurt, don't they? Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Uh, Words can hurt so much that they can even leave a scar. They can damage us on the inside. And so it's so important for us to say positive, encouraging words, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I want to read uh, Ephesians 4.29 to you. It says here, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Solomon the wise, the wisest man that ever lived, he even said this. He said this in Proverbs. He said, kind words bring life, but cruel words crush the spirit. Paul was talking about unwholesome words. He's talking about abusive words, words that can destroy. What kinds of words do you think these are? Like hate? Like hate, hate words, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe uh, curse words, right? What about insults? Making fun of somebody. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. He talks about words that are good for edification and good for giving grace. Uh, Words that can build up and encourage us, encourage us, right? You love encouraging words, don't you? Me too. It makes me feel so good. Um, Words that can give grace to each other. Words that can share love. And it doesn't matter if the person you're telling these words to, if they necessarily deserve the words. It, It just matters where it's coming from your heart, isn't it? That you're saying good words, isn't it? Kids, I want us to change up some of these unwholesome words that we say. uh, Words that can, instead, we're going to use words that can build up, build each other up and show grace and show love to one another. I asked earlier why we brush our teeth. What was the answer?
6: So we don't get cavities.
5: So we don't get cavities, that's right. It's healthy for us and for those around us to speak words of encouragement. All right? And how often do we brush our teeth? every day. So does that mean we could we should share uh, positive words only once in a while? No. No. We need to share positive words all the time, not just, you know, once in a while. Do you have to be reminded to brush your teeth? Yes. Yes. And friends, unfortunately, we all need to be reminded on occasion to to remember to say good words. And that's why we have our Bible. That's why we pray to God. We need to be reading our word constantly. Kids, we need to be in our Bibles. We always think that the adults should be reading our Bibles, but we as children, we need to be reading our Bibles just as much every single day. We need to be praying to God and praying for God to just give us those uh, those words of encouragement for us to share with our friends. Okay? Okay. the big takeaway for today, though, is, friends, our words can be stones and that they can hurt or they can be stones and be used to build something, to build something up out of our words, because once, the, once these words come out of our mouths, they cannot be taken back. All right? So let's pray. Father God, we're just so thankful right now just to be here in this place, being able to just share uh, this word with our friends, Lord. And we're just, we want you to just remind us how much it is that you love us. Remind us how to say good and, and wholesome words to our friends, how to build up our friends, not destroy our friends. But how, the, so God, just be the words that come out of our mouths today, tomorrow, and always. We love you so much
7: in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Good morning again, and thank you for joining us. Before we go into the message for this morning, I want to share with you a little bit about silence. You know, as humans, we're always busy from our waking till we go to bed. There's this constant going and going. And even when we're laying in our beds, we can't seem to shut our minds off. As Christians, we have also accepted the noisiness of our culture. And silence makes us uncomfortable. This morning, we want to take a moment of silence. But before we do that, I'd like to read a couple of verses for you. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 12 says, After the earthquake, fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, a light, silent, Here Elijah is seeking God on the mountain of the Lord, finding Him not in the wind or the earthquake or fire, but in silence. Other translations may say a still, small voice or even a gentle whisper. Psalm chapter 62 verse 1 says, Truly my soul is. Silently waits for God. Some translations may say, My soul rests in God. The Hebrew word here for rest denotes silence. Not just any silence, but a restful, waiting silence. The kind of silence we seek when we seek to be still and know God. Silence can be a deep form of prayer. And lead to an awareness of God's presence and His love. In the midst of all that's going on right now, it may be hard to turn down the news or worries and concerns that's causing you anxiety. Those things are indeed valid, but I'd like for you to pause this morning. Even in this moment, as you're watching, you may be thinking about what you'll do after this service or you're texting someone, you're distracted, again, I'm going to ask you to take a pause, put the phone down, close your eyes, and let's just be silent before the Lord. thank you that you are a faithful father that you're a good good father and even in the midst of this storm in the midst of this chaos in the midst of this pandemic that we can come before you and silence our souls that we can find rest in you thank you for being faithful to us God thank you for being a good good father once again Thank you for joining us this morning. I'd encourage you to grab a notepad or even your phone and take some notes as we go into this morning's message by Pastor Dan and Brayden. It's good to be joined today by my friend
0: and my intern, Brayden Berggren. Last week was Easter, uh, which was quite the celebration. We spent a long time on Easter, if you remember, talking about what Jesus has done for us, that He forgiven us of our sins, that He has given us new life with our Heavenly Father. And it's an amazing and and wonderful and truly good news, but I was thinking about it this week, that we joined with the global church all throughout the world presenting this good news of Jesus. And honestly, thousands upon thousands of people uh, this past week have said yes to Jesus for the first time, yes to following Him as Lord and Savior. And this is amazing. But, but now what? Right? What does that even mean? You've said yes to Jesus. You've given your life to him. You're forgiven. You have a brand new life in him. But what does that mean? Like, I feel this is the way that many of us interact with technology. So maybe you got the new smartphone or maybe you got the Apple watch and and don't get me started there. If you got an Apple watch, I'm very envious of you, but that's a whole nother message. But, but you got the watch and, and you're excited and it looks really cool. But yet, you don't know how to use it at all, right? You don't know how to use the watch. And maybe that's kind of where you're at with this whole Christianity thing. You've said yes to Jesus, but you don't know what to do next. And so we're just going to give you, I guess, some simple points, some next steps that points you in the right direction to give you some of the basics of what a new life in Christ really looks like. I think we got to start by saying that this new life in Jesus this is not an optional thing. New life in Jesus. If, if you want to live with your Heavenly Father and live with Him forever, you need this new life that Jesus offers. It is not an optional thing. Jesus is the only way to the Father. And you also got to hear this, that new, new means new. Uh, you don't just tack on Jesus and remain the same. When you put your faith in Jesus a new thing happens. Change happens. In fact, wherever you are, I I want you to say this out loud with me. Say, in Jesus, I am new. In Jesus, I am new. Repeat after me. Because of Jesus, I am changed. Amen. You're, You're new. You are changed in Jesus. Now, because of sin... You and I, we were in desperate need for that change. We were in desperate need to be made brand new. The psalmist writes in Psalm 51, verse 5, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. So in sin... Our hearts, our hearts were not inclined to serve God. In our sin, our hearts were not inclined to love God. In fact, in our sin, we were were determined to live without God. So to truly walk with God, to live with God, how we were originally designed and created to live, we needed a conversion to take place. We needed a change to happen. And that, by, by the way, is exactly what Jesus has done for us. And this is far better than we realize. Because even in our sin, in my sin, even when we were hostile toward God, enemies of God, God's love pursued us. God's love rescued us, delivered us. And because of what He has done, again, we are changed and made brand new. Now, the Bible talks about this change and and talks about this new life in numerous ways throughout the New Testament. In Romans chapter 6, it says that before Christ we were slaves to sin, but now in Christ we, we serve God and we serve His righteousness. There, there are several scriptures, uh, Romans 6.3, Colossians 2.12, Galatians 2.20, and, and these verses talk about how we die with Christ. So we identify with His death. But we identify with his death so that we can also be raised up into new life with him. Raised up, walking in new life with Christ. Ephesians 4, this is one of my favorites, verses 22 through 24. It it talks about how we put off the old self. We put off that old self, those old ways of thinking, those old ways of doing. And instead we put on a new self. It's a new way of living according to God's righteousness, according to God's holiness. Ezekiel in the Old Testament, uh, the Lord says this, I will give them a new heart. There it is again, a new heart and put a new spirit within them. So it's a radical change. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's a radical change. This is not some minor operation. This is not just cosmetic surgery. This is a serious deal. This is a heart transplant. The Bible actually says that we become a new creation if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation the old is passed away behold the new has come even Jesus himself he he declares this unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God so this is what Jesus offers us when we put our faith in him he offers a radical change where we are spiritually born again I often tell people this, that Jesus gives us a new way to be human. It's truly a new way to be human. Are are you ready for this? Are you ready for a new way to be human? Well, we want to give you some next steps on what this new life looks like. Pay attention Uh, If you have a paper and maybe a pen, write down some of these things. And whether you've been a Christian for a day or for your lifetime, I just promise you today is an encouraging day for anybody who truly wants to live that born again, new, changed life in Christ. Today is going to be a great day. To make it simple, I'm going to break it into two parts. Two parts. That the born again Christian life is learning one, how to live by the Spirit of God. And two, learning how to live by the Word of God. I'm going to start by talking about living by the Spirit, and then Braden is going to conclude by discussing how we live by the Word. So living by the Spirit. With Jesus in your life, again, I've already talked about this, but the Bible says you are spiritually born again. The Bible says you are born of the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 1 says this, that when you believed, And many of you have said yes, just in the past few weeks, said yes to Jesus. But when you believe, listen to this, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. So God's Spirit, when you invited Jesus into your life, God's Spirit took residence in you. Where you once were, again, hostile towards the things of God, with this new Spirit inside of you, you now actually want to follow Jesus. Have have you noticed that? That there's something happening within you as you said yes to Jesus with his spirit inside you you now want to follow Jesus in fact you want to do the good things of his kingdom have you noticed that it's really incredible and not that you're perfect I don't think any of us are perfect we all make mistakes but again have you noticed that something has changed Your, your viewpoint on God your attitude towards God your attitude towards others it's all shifted hasn't it in this way the the Christian walk I would say is both powerful and exciting it's powerful and exciting and the Bible actually talks a lot about this shift that takes place I want to read from Romans chapter 8 listen to what Paul writes he says those who are according to the flesh they set their minds on the things of the flesh those according to the spirit listen They set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For the mind of the flesh is death, but the mind of the Spirit is life and peace. That's so good. That is so good. Your mind, this is good news today. Your mind is now set on the things of the Spirit, full of life and full of peace. Now in Galatians, which is a power-packed letter, I encourage you to go and read it. But Galatians chapter 5, verse 25, Paul says this, If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Maybe write this down, that the Christian life is a walk. It's a walk, a daily walk with and by His Spirit. The Bible has a lot of encouragement for you in your walk, and on how to be filled with the Spirit and how to walk with the Spirit. I I can't read all of that for you today, but I I do want to read a few verses. In, In that same chapter, verse 16, look at what he says. He says, I say, walk by the Spirit and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. Do not gratify the desires of the flesh. Remember your old way of living? Just for a second, remember some of those unhealthy habits Remember those patterns of thinking, right? Stinking thinking. Remember those patterns of behavior that were destructive and were harmful? That old self, that old way of living. The only way you're going to keep from doing those things and keeping those things in your past is by moving forward into your future, a future that is a walk that is filled and full of the Spirit instead of your flesh. So live and walk by the Spirit, relying only on God's power that now is at work in your life. Write that down. Living by the Spirit is relying on God's power and not your own. It's not about how strong you are. The Christian walk, your new journey with Christ, is not about how strong you are, but instead it's about how strong He is in you. With this new birth, with this new heart and this new spirit. Think about it. You've been flooded with power. You've been flooded with new desires, loves, yearnings, longings, all, and it's beautiful and powerful, all according to God's perfect will for your life. I want to encourage you, press into that. Don't be afraid. Run into that. Again, Ezekiel says, he says, uh, the Lord says in Ezekiel 36, I will put my spirit within you and I will cause you to walk in my statutes. I really want you, if you're watching today, I want you to really grab a hold of that truth. Again, so whether you've been a Christian for a day or 10,000 days, you right now are walking by that Spirit, the Spirit that God has placed within you. Now give the Spirit permission to have His way in your life. Give Him permission where you can walk in His statues, even do God's will for your life. Don't be stubborn. Sometimes I'm stubborn, right? I, I, I try to grab the reins of life back, right? I try to gain some kind of control. Even maybe going back to an old way of living. Don't do that. In fact, I'd say this. When you wake up in the morning, surrender to the Spirit. Surrender to the Spirit so you can be led by the Spirit. In fact, one of the best things you could pray when you wake up, and I pray this way often, is, Lord, help me. Lord, help me and lead me. Help me and lead me. Not my will be done, but yours, O Lord. Again, that we would not live by the flesh, but by the Spirit. As a Christian, you don't lead God. I hope you understand that. You do not lead God. God leads you. So don't fight it. Don't fight it. Allow his leading to be strong in your life. I want to say that again. Allow his leading to be strong in your life because if you do, he will give you the desire but also the power to follow him. Lean into that. Let those desires to please God, let them grow in your life. Let them take root and grow in your life. Let his spirit draw you closer and closer to him and to his good and perfect will that it might be done in you and through you. I promise you, you you will not go wrong giving the Spirit permission to have His way in you. The more you allow Him to fill you up, the more you allow Him to lead you, the more you're going to experience what it truly means to be human, the human He destined and created you to be. It's going to bring so much fruit in your life. It's going to bring so much joy into your life. It will affect every area of your life. It'll influence you as a spouse as a parent, as a son, a daughter, as an employee, as someone walking through the halls of Costco, it will influence you. It will radically change your life. And by the way, in very fruitful ways. Fruitful ways. And I want to close with this, and this is so important. Paul says this, where the Spirit of the Lord is. Maybe you've heard this before. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, finish it with me, there is Freedom. There is freedom. Yes, once you were a slave to sin, but you are now free in Christ. Now, I'm, I'm going to stop here. I want to turn it over to Braden. But this spirit filled new creation life, you need to hear this. It is a life of freedom. You have been set free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And you are now free to live a fruitful life. A fruitful life, a good life, full of the fruit of the Spirit, of love and joy peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Paul says in Galatians 5.13, you, my brothers and sisters, he's speaking to you today, you, my brothers and sisters, you were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Today, you're a new creation in Christ. Today, you are born again. And you are full, filled with the Spirit of God. So walk and walk in the freedom of that Spirit. Not to indulge the flesh. Not to go back to your old ways of living. But walk in the freedom that Christ gave you. That Christ died for you. Walk in the freedom to live a fruitful life. A powerful life. To love God. To love others. Amen. Amen.
8: Man, that was so good. As Pastor Ian was saying earlier, just as a Christian, a new believer or an old believer, just to walk by the Spirit. There's a power the Lord gives us through the Spirit, and something else He gives us um, as Christians. Another resource is the power of God's Word. Um, and for those of you that are that are watching, that might be new to the faith, you should know that the Bible isn't just a story. It's not just a history book that you read in school. Even though it is have great history and it is a great story to read. Um, it, the Bible's alive. It has power in the words. It, it leads us. It strengthens strengthens us to walk with Jesus, um, which is also helping us discover and reveal how we can become more like Jesus. Um, so let's dive into it a little bit. I have a couple of scriptures I want to read. So Hebrews four twelve it says this: For the word of God is alive and powerful. And I want to stop there. The word of God is alive. They're not just words on a page. It is live. It is life giving to you. It's not just reading another book. It's alive. It is, the words jump off the page and it sticks in our hearts. Um, It's powerful. And keep going on. It says, it's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So it's talking about the, the word is a sword and it's cutting between soul and spirit and jo- uh, joint and marrow. Well, I don't know about you, but that's kind of a hard line to cut. Where's the joint and the marrow begin? Where's the soul and the spirit? Where's that line right in the middle? Um, It's, it's uncovering and separating these things. And, and what, what he's trying to say is in these, in other words, when you're reading your Bible, the Lord will show you in your life, where, where, where are you not walking with Jesus? Where are you not, like, in line? The Bible will cut right to, like, where are your thoughts, your desires about that? Where's your heart when it comes to that? What is not from God? And it's actually beautiful. Um, because as a Christian, uh, As a born-again Christian, with the Spirit in me, my desire, my desire by the Spirit is to love Jesus, to become like Jesus, and show the love of Jesus to others. That's what I want. However, there's a stuff inside me and all of us called sin and human nature. Uh, But we have God's Word to reveal when we're not living the lives that God wants us to do, that reveals our desires and our thoughts that aren't aligned with His. Um, But, it, you know, it's not—and I've experienced it so many times, and it's not just like, you know— when I'm reading a passage, it's, it's, oh, my goodness, God's, like, scolding me, and you're doing this wrong and this wrong. But instead, because God died for us, and that, that's not how he treats us. We are, he died. He rose for our sins. Uh, we are paid if we re- repent and we say yes to him. But there is a, something that's happening that he just comes up beside me and nudges me and says, Brayden, uh, let's go this right path together. Like, that's when I read the word. It's happened so many times when he just points out that thing and says, hey, Braden, your your heart's wrong. Your heart's wrong. Why don't you align with this? And so it's it's changing me. It's it's revealing my true desires and thoughts, and leading me to become more like Christ. Uh, another scripture that that jumps into that is 2 Timothy 3, three sixteen through seventeen. It says, "All Scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work." And I want to start with this. It says, "All Scripture is God." breathed. Yeah, the Bible is written by man, but God has spoke every word through his spirit. That is God's word. When you're reading the Bible, you're literally reading the words of God. How powerful is that? How powerful is that? It teaches us, it changes us to become like him, to help prepare the work he has for us. Now, I can't do what God is telling me to do. I can't can't do it all by myself. I can't do it all with the power of His Word without the power of His Word teaching me, without the Spirit guiding me. I can't, I can't do any of those things. But by the, by those things, I can show, I can do what He wants me to do, whether that's telling a person about Jesus, being able to show love to people, to get over addictions, to get over heartbreak. Those things are hard to do without the power of the Spirit. It helps me through hard times to get over those things. I, I, there's been a lot of times in my life where there'll be I'll be walking through something, and just like we're walking through right now with the coronavirus, there's a lot of anxieties and things going around. But when you speak the truth of word over your life, it changes things. And I, if you don't memorize scripture, I, I just, I, I, we should memorize more scripture because I, when, I, when I am facing something and I speak the scripture, it speaks life to me. For instance, like John 14, 27, when, I have, when I'm anxious, I just say, peace, I leave you. My peace, I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not be anxious. Do not be troubled. Do not be afraid. And I just speak that over me, and it, 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 it fills me up. It makes me, not, makes me have joy. It makes me have peace because the power of God, the, the word of God is so powerful to, to read and to meditate on. And not only does it help me through hard times, but it changes my day. It changes my mood. And I can't even explain that. Uh, but Romans 15, 4, it says, it says this, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of scriptures, we might have hope. The Bible gives us hope. It gives us encouragement. It changes our mood and our outlook for the day. And my grandpa used to say this to me. One of my grandpas, uh, he used to get up every morning, have his cup of tea, and he would sit down, and he would, he would say, I would read the Bible until my heart was happy. And that, that might sound crazy, but he would read the Bible until his heart was happy. And, and I don't know about you, but it's true. I mean, for me, I I wake up in a bad mood. <laughs> Most of the mornings, I wake up in a bad mood. I make it, wake up depressed. Uh, I can t- But I can tell when I wake up, and I pray and I read my Bible and I, and I pray this I say, Lord, would you just show me uh, what you want to speak to me in the word today would me walk by your spirit uh, and I read my Bible and and look for God change me what do you want to speak he it changes my whole day my outlook my'm I'm, I'm happy i'm I'm filled with joy I'm filled with peace i I have a purpose I have hope and My wife can tell. it too. She can tell when I don't read my word and wake up. She can be like, oh, wow, you're not happy today. Well, you wonder why. And so there is something about it. The the Bible brings joy. The Bible brings hope. It brings encouragement. It changes us. It changes us in an encouraging way. It doesn't, doesn't scold us and just say you're doing a terrible job, but it has a power where God speaks to us and says, you know what? Let's let's do this together. Let's walk. Let's encourage you. Let's, let's let's walk towards a righteous path together, and it's really it's it's awesome. And it, so, just to wrap up here, I just said there's power in God's word. There's power in God's word. So read it. Read the Bible. Like Dan was saying earlier, he said you wake up and he he wakes up and he says, "Lord, let me walk by Your Spirit." Right. That's what, that's what he says. And then go to Your Word. Go to Your Word, and then pray this. Say. God, show your word to me. Show, show me what you want to speak to me. Uh, don't let it just be a check off the box. I did it. I read my Bible, uh, which somehow it can turn that way. If you've been Christians a long time, it can turn that way to say, I read my Bible in the morning's check. But instead come in awe to discover more about God, to help him guide and encourage us, to give us hope, to help us, convict us to become more like Jesus. That's what we want. We want to become more like him. So screen, let's be people that seek the Spirit of God and that are guided by the Word of God and seek that uh every day in our lives. So let me pray. Well, Jesus, I just thank you for who you are. Lord, I thank you for your spirit. Uh Lord, that you you promised us as we, we say yes to you, as you run after us, that Lord, by your spirit we are free. By your spirit we have new life. By your spirit, we, we can, our old sins are washed away. We are made new. We can live a life according to your will. And Lord, with that, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we can wake up and say, Lord, we want to walk by your spirit. And then we want to learn about you and your word. We want you to guide us and speak to us through your word this morning. And Lord, we just thank you that <laughs> throughout this whole time, throughout wherever, how far we ran away from you or however close we are, you're steadfast. You love us. You're there for us. And so, Lord, this week, challenge us to operate by your spirit and the power of your word. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Well, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Whether you've been a Christian for a day or 10,000 days, you've said yes to Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. But now what? Right? What does it all look like? What does it look like to be new in Christ? That's what this series is all about. Today we saw that the new life in Christ is living by the Spirit of God and living by the Word of God. Would you do something for me right now in this moment? Would you commit to journeying with us that you would walk with us over the next several weeks as we look at what the new life in Christ is all about? We love you. We're praying for you. Stay connected. Find us on Facebook. Email us. Call us. We want to hear from you. All right. Let's do this together. Let's say it like we mean it. Ephesians chapter 3. 20 through 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. See you next week.